I'd like us to turn to First um, Corinthians chapter 6, and I'll pick it up from there. And then we're going to go to the book of Romans, just for a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm building up from last week. This week I'm building up on what I spoke about last week. And then next week I'll continue on what I spoke, spoke about, building up and, and showing you that this world is not our home and how we ought to be living and conducting ourselves while we are on this earth. Alright, so hopefully you are at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Now as citizens of a different kingdom, these are questions that I ask myself and the same questions I'll ask, you know, I ask you or ask you to ask yourself. Uh, what do I know my rights and privileges as citizens of the United States or Trinidad and Tobago or Canada or wherever, or the UK, wherever you're living. <clears throat> as a citizen of that country, we have rights and we have privileges as citizens. As citizens of the kingdom of God, do we know what our rights and privileges are? Do we know our true identity? How do we interact with this world that we are in, but not citizens of? So we are in the natural, we are citizens of whichever countries we live in. In the natural. But as far as God is concerned, our citizenry on this earth is irrelevant. We are citizens now all as citizens of a kingdom, the kingdom of God. Because God declared that he is bringing all people, Jews and non-Jews, to be one in him. That he is going to be their God. This is a promise he made to Abraham. So as far as God is concerned, this world is not our home. Even though in the natural we are citizens of different countries, we are actually all the global church. And when I say church, I'm not talking about the institution. I'm talking about those who are actually in Christ. Who are sealed with the spirit of promise. We are all citizens of that of this of this kingdom. So the thing about this, as a citizen, do we know what our rights and privileges are? Do we know our true identity in Christ? And how, as citizens of a kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, how are we supposed to interact with this world that we are living in? So in First Corinthians chapter six, I'm going to start reading from verse fifteen. So I'm going to jump around a little bit because I don't want to talk about Everything in there. I just want to point out specific things. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 15 and just the first part, Paul wrote and asked the Corinthian saints a question. He said, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? He said, your bodies are members of Christ. You, ought, you have to know this. And in verse 17 he says, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And then jump into verse 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? <coughs> whom you have from God. And you are not your own. <coughs> verse 20. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. So I'm reading this to show us 
our identity in Christ. Even though we are in this world, we are not of it, we are of a different kingdom. So it's telling us, as Paul is writing to the saints in Corinth, which applies to us now who are here because we have believed and received in the light who is Christ. As they also, back when this was written, He's saying, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? So as we are living in this earth, walking in these physical bodies, so to interact with this, wor- this world we are living in, with our five senses, you need a physical body. But he says, this body now, as verse 17 says, we are joined to the Lord in one spirit. With him. So it's saying, because we believe in Christ and receive the spiritual transaction that took place in our heart, makes us now children of God, which identifies us with this kingdom and whose king is Christ. So now we are in Christ. That's what it says. We are joined to the Lord with, uh, in one spirit. That's why we are one with Him now. We are connected to Him. And it's more than just being connected. We are in Him and He's in us by the Spirit. So it says, your body is a member of Christ. Not only your spirit and your soul and your heart, but your body. Because our bodies are carriers of The light. What is that light? Christ himself. The spirit of God. Because Christ, the word and the spirit, they are all one. And if we are carriers of the light, that means we are carriers of Christ. That means we are carriers of the essence of God himself. Okay. So he's saying your body, know this, and I'm saying it to you. Know this, that our bodies are members of Christ. So then he said, since I am saying, since we are in Christ, we are carriers of that light, of his light. Our bodies are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, which which we receive from God. Our bodies are carriers of the light of the Spirit of God, which we receive from God. So when you say you're going to church, it's really the temple... That's with the light that's going to a building. The church is every individual you look at who has that spirit of God in them. That's the church. The church is not a building. The church is a people called out from the world who has the spirit of God in them. So our our identity is not in an institution. Our identity... Is not in a religion. Our identity is in Christ. Because wherever you go, you go to the supermarket, you go to, to you go to work, whatever you do, wherever you go, you are the light. You are the temple of God, because the Spirit is in you. You are carrying that light wherever you go. So our identity is in Christ. 
We are not just mere men and, and women walking the face of this earth. We are carriers of light. We are carriers of the essence of God. Not of our own doing. Just because of faith in Christ. So he's saying, know that your bodies belong to Christ. You are members of Christ. A member is a, is a, a part of something. Like my arm is a member of my body. It's part of my body. So we all collectively are the body of Christ. We are all members of that one, of that body. So in verse 19 he says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Who you have, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. So whatever acts you commit, whether it's good or bad, God is there. God is in the middle of everything we are doing. That's why it says you can't hide from him. He's in the middle of everything you are doing. Because we come, we, and the reason why we don't understand is we compartmentalize. We th- because we're in our flesh, we think we can do things in secret, but you can't. Because if you have the Spirit of God in you, wherever you go, whatever you're doing, whether good or bad, God is there. He's there. He doesn't step out. And say, well, go do your thing and then I'll come back. No, he is there in the midst of everything we are doing. Because we are carriers of the light. God doesn't abandon us because we sin. He will convict us of our, our, of our sin. We repent and we get back in relationship. Because our mind, our conscious conscience is not interrupted so we can have free fellowship with him. When you repent. But he's there. He's always there. You can't hide. So it says here in verse 20. For we are bought with a price. What is that? It doesn't say it here. But I'm going to tell you. We are bought with the precious blood of Christ. That's why he went to the cross. The only reason why we can make the claim and say. That we are members of God. Or members of Christ. That we are joined with him. By the spirit. That, we, that our bodies is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The only reason we can make that claim about our identity in Christ is because the price was paid. We didn't pay it. Christ paid it. So we were purchased. It cost something to bring us in reconciliation in relationship to God. What was that? The life of His Son. That was the price. Right? So it says here, for you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify your God, God, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So it's saying here, because the price was paid for you to lay claim to be a child of God, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which what? Belongs to God anyway. You know, many times we think we are in total control of our lives. And I, I can tell you straight up, I used to think that when I was younger, but then I had, to, I had to be taught a, little, a few lessons by God. And I realized, and I could clearly tell you, that I am not in total control of my life. Day to day, I am depending on God to keep me. Yes, I have this degree, I have that degree, I have this education, and I have that education. But when I look at it in the totality of my life, it's all futile. When it comes to the things of God, the things of the Spirit, 
None of that helps is helpful to me. It can't help me. When I have to fight and battle with, 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 with demonic forces which are trying to take my life, no type of any, no type of education or degree is gonna help me. The only one who can help me is God Himself. It's Christ. Because of what He did and the identity that I have in Him and the authority that I have been given because of my identity. I'll talk more about that you know, later. But I'm saying here, it's important to know the kingdom, your rights and privileges as citizens of the kingdom of God. Many of us think, you know, we got our life in control. No. If you live long enough, you realize you don't have it all together. When you're young, you're young and stupid. And I could say that about myself. When I was young, I thought I, I, I thought I was in, I could do this, I can do that. No problem. I was young. I was, when I think back, I was stupid. But that is the grace of God. That is the mercy of God. That is the mercy of God. And one day the Lord is going to show you what you really like. And then He's going to express and show you His love. So we are, to glorify God in our bodies and spirit because they belong to Him anyway. So if we are of this, if we are not of this world and citizens of the kingdom of God, we don't belong to ourselves. That's, I mean, that's it. Understand, your life is not your own. You might think it is, but God will be there directing your steps. Why? Because He loves you. He loves us. And once you have given yourself to him, you are, you are the apple of his eye. He is going to do what he needs to do so you can be where you need to be. But that's contingent on your desire to surrender. It's not that he abandoned you if you go contrary. He might take you out of the world before you, to save your soul. And if you don't know what that means, I can just tell you plainly, the Lord will allow your life to be taken to save your soul before you go too far off track. And there, I have scripture to back that up, but I, I am not prepared for it because I am telling you, and because it says something in, in the Bible, it, it talks about people who go astray, who will go astray. It said, turn them over to Satan so that their soul can be saved. And it says that because so that their, their life can be taken away. So that their soul can be saved. I'm talking about saints here. I'm not talking about people in the world. I'm talking about saints. Sometimes some believers die young. Die before their time. Why? Because the Lord has compassion. And, be, and he doesn't want them to be lost. So to save their soul, he will allow them to be taken out of this world. Because he's, God, the Lord is always thinking about eternity. But just understand, while we're still on this earth, that tells me that we still have hope. Turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. This is a uh, scripture that I've used many times. But it's very, very, a very important scripture. 
I mean, I've read this so many times now, I, I can quote it by heart. But it's not only important to quote, you've got to know what it means, what it's saying to you. Okay, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and the scripture reading goes like this. I beseech you, therefore, or I beg you, therefore, because of something he said before, which is not, I'm not going to talk about right now, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, unacceptable, and perfect will of God. So we, I said before that we are citizens of a kingdom, not of this world, of the kingdom of God. We are with Christ, we are one with Christ, joined by the Spirit, and we are required to glorify God in our bodies and spirit, which belongs to God. So now Paul is telling the, the Roman saints here, I beg you, brethren, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So this is how we go about glorifying God in our bodies. We have to present it as a living sacrifice. And it says it's holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. We can do it. And do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to a kingdom that you were pulled out of. But you have to know your thinking and your knowledge of the kingdom that you are a citizen of. You need to know that. Be transformed by renewing of your mind. By knowing your rights and privileges as a citizen of the kingdom of God. So that you can prove something. What is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God? So we have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to be used by the Lord to express His will in this world. Because back in 1 Corinthians, it says that our body belongs to God and our spirit are God's. We are one with God. Okay? We are in Christ. So we have to present our bodies to be used to glorify God. And what, how is, for His will to be done in our lives. Because we are carriers of this light. So the, the kingdom of light, as we walk this earth, we are invading the darkness when we share our testimony, when we live a lifestyle that glorifies God. The light now in us shines in the darkness. That's why Jesus says, let your light so shine before. Let your light shine before men that they see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. So when you forgive, when you love, when, this, when these attributes are expressed to people, your the light is being shone in darkness. And where is the darkness? In the, in the darkness is in people's hearts. When you forgive and express love to people, the darkness that you are affecting is not the world. It's in the heart of people. And if they choose to receive the light that you have, they are translated from the darkness into the, into the kingdom of light. So we are the light in the world. As Jesus 
when he was here, was the light of the world. He's saying, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Because we are in him. We are in his kingdom. We belong to him. So if he's the light, we have to, we are also going to be the light. Okay? So we must present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Since we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Our spirit and our heart have been changed. But our minds are like babes in the things of God. And as citizens of this godly kingdom, why are our minds like babes in the, in, in the kingdom of God? Because all we knew were the things of life in the world. That's all we knew. That's why when you are pulled out of the kingdom of darkness into light, a lot of our thinking, the way we reason, the way we conduct ourselves, a lot of it hasn't changed, doesn't change overnight. But there's a willingness in our heart to change. But our flesh is fighting against the spirit because there is a, 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 there's, a do, there's a different spirit in you. And your flesh wants to do what, only knows to do what it knows to do. When it was, when you were living in the world. So now the transformation has to take place in your mind and in your heart so that your body, what you do, what you say, how you live, lines up now with how you ought to conduct yourself as a citizen of the kingdom of God. Now in verse 2 it states that we must be transformed from the thinking of the world to that of the kingdom of light. To prove something to whom? Ourselves and to the world. What the good and acceptable will of God is. The good and acceptable will of God is to number one, to, so that the light that was shone to us and we were able to come from darkness into light, the acceptable will of God is the same as we walk the earth. Let our light shine so that people can be reconciled to God through Christ. The same way we were. That is the good and acceptable will. But I, you know, in another series I spoke, I spoke about loving one another. All of that together ties together. But the good of an acceptable perfect will is so that we can be the light and reconcile people to God. So that people who are in darkness can now be brought into the light to have a good relationship. Reconcile their relationship with God. Because the people in darkness are separate from God. They have no relationship. They might know of him, but they don't know him. He's like an acquaintance. And there's some of, some of them who just don't care about God, period. Even the atheists, they're all separated from God. In their hearts and in their mind. But when the light is shone and they choose to receive that light. We all are brought into the kingdom of light and have the authority to become sons of God. So we are carriers of the light, as I said, that shines in darkness. And that light has to reveal something to the world. That light has to reveal something to the world. That's why Jesus said, we are the light of the, of the world. We are the salt of the earth. And that light that has to be revealed to the, to the world, which is in darkness, 
can release people from the corruption that's in the world. And what the, the corruption I'm saying, what it, it's not what we see. It's not what we, all the stuff you see happening in the world is a manifestation of the corruption that's in people's heart. Do you understand that? The fruit, what you're seeing is the fruit of what's in people's heart. So the stuff that you saw happening, you know, which the world was watching, the U.S., that happened last week, is the manifestation of what's in people's heart. Words have power. You see the power of the word of words, but it starts in some in, in a heart. It starts in the heart. The tongue. It talks about the power of the tongue. It's the smallest member of the body, but it can light. A fire. And we saw that. So the thing about it is, it showed what is manifested, what people, the behavior, what people did, is the fruit of something that started in a heart, in the heart. So the darkness is in the heart. The darkness, what you see manifest is because of the darkness in, in, in people's soul. And there are different ways that can take root and it manifests itself in one way. The thief thief comes not but to steal, kill and destroy. When you see these things, you know who is behind it. That's not God. The spirit behind it is the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit behind it is the spirit of the God of this age. The thief comes not but to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you have, might have life and have it more abundantly. So we are carriers of this abundant life. So the price has been paid for, for people to come out of corruption into life. The only thing a person has to do is believe and receive the Savior who is Jesus Christ. Believe and receive the light. That's it. They don't have to go on a cross. They don't, they don't, they don't have to, to be whipped to a frenzy. The price has been paid. The only thing we have to do is believe it, receive it. And I reason I said believe and receive. Believing is not enough. You have to receive it. Somebody can give you a gift. Yes. Oh, I appreciate it. But you have to receive it for it to be a gift. You can choose to receive it or not receive it. It's the same thing with, with Christ. You have to not only believe, but your actual act of, of showing that you believe is when you receive. And that's your faith in action. So to become mature, a mature children of God, our thinking has to change. To line up with our King. To know our King. Who we are as citizens of this kingdom. The authority we have. In the kingdom that we are citizens of. And the kingdom of this world we live in. Not only do, do we have authority in the kingdom that we are citizens of. We also have authority as we walk this earth. Because the kingdom of Christ. Supersedes the kingdom of this world. Because the kingdom of Christ is more powerful than the kingdom of darkness. 
The kingdom of light is more powerful than the kingdom of darkness. I don't care what people say or do. Dark, light always will triumph over darkness. Always. Always. And we are citizens of, of the kingdom of light. So to know and prove the, the acceptable and perfect will of God, our mind must be renewed. Our transformation must take place while we are living in this world. There is a constant renewing of our thinking which has to line up with that of our king. We must have the mind of Christ. You know, you hear somebody, some people say, oh, you Christians are brainwashed. The only way I will say that was true is if I didn't see what was written, what was promised to me, manifested. Because you know the truth and you know what's false. So if I'm brain if I'm brainwashed, but then I'm seeing what is written is revealed and manifested, how can that be brainwashed if what I read and what's revealed to me is true? Those of you who have had experiences with God, with your prayers being answered, with supernatural things that t- takes place. In your life. The experiences you've had with God. You would not. People will say that. And you would know that they are clueless. To the things of God. Because you have experienced something. So when people make statements like that. Saying that you're you're brainwashed or whatever. You can say. Lord have mercy upon them. Because they don't know. They haven't experienced what you have experienced. And it says here. That's why it says in, in 2, that in verse 2 in Romans 12, prove what's this, that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God will prove, back up what he, His promises and what He said to us. He will do it. But it's only contingent on our abiding. How much we're willing to trust and submit. He will prove Himself. Prove it to us and prove it to others. I'm not saying this just to say it. I'm saying it because I've experienced it. So I know he's true. I know he's real. I know it. You can't tell me anything different. I might have my moments of doubt and my moments of unbelief. But the bottom line is I know it to be true. I know that. I have been, I'm persuaded. Whether in this life or not, I am in him. I am secure in him. I know that. So the only way we can know our rights and privileges as citizens of the kingdom of God is to know our king. Forget everything else. Know him. Get to know him. Above everything else, get to know him. Our authority as children of light on this earth and over the powers of darkness comes from him. But know this. It doesn't matter. You always have to be thinking in terms of eternity. Always. Not the temporary. Everything on this earth is temporary. It's going to pass away. But the things of God will never pass away. If we do not know our rights and privileges and purpose, we run the risk of being snared by the God of this age. And lose our effectiveness as the light of this world. 
many believers and you see it and why the church is divided many believers have been blinded deceived and lost their effectiveness in their testimony of Christ because of their ideological stand wrong because their focus is not on Christ their focus is on on the, on the kingdoms of this world on retaining power God doesn't care about that because this is all going to go away he only cares about taking people from darkness bringing them into the into the light that's why we are here so we cannot allow ourselves to be distracted to lose our effectiveness. When you are distracted, your light cannot shine. So it's a scheme. It's a scheme of the enemy to keep the world in darkness. The world already is in darkness. But the scheme is to keep people in darkness and distract the saints. If the children of God are focused on the things of this world, they are no threat to the kingdom of darkness. You know, that's a strategy. If you fight among yourself, you can't deal with the enemy that you really need to be dealing with. That's a strategy. And a very successful one, as we have seen. A church divided, a body divided. How can one saint believe one thing and another believe something different and they're both divided. Somebody is wrong. But look, you have to look at the fruit. The fruit will tell you the, what's right and what's wrong. Jesus says, don't believe what I, don't only believe what I say, believe the works. The works, what I do, tells of who I am. Just as the Bible said, you will know them by their fruit. Remember, although we live in this world, we are not of it. Do you know one day you won't be in, you won't be living in this world unless Jesus comes back? But do you know one day you won't be here? I remember my mom and dad. I remember my interaction. I loved them, but they're no longer here. I know they were Jesus. I know they're in heaven, but they're no longer here. As their parents before them were once here and no longer here. And we, you know, you can see I lost my hair. It's getting gray. It, well, it's not, it's getting gray. Well, you can't see it. I'm not as handsome as I used to be. I'm getting, I have wrinkles. I have, you know, this, that. I don't have the, you know, you're getting old. And we are going to pass on. You think you will live forever? Yes, we will. But we have to leave this body. One day it's going to happen. That is the appointment we all have to keep. You can't get out of that appointment. We all have to keep that appointment. But the beauty of being in Christ right now. Being a citizen of the kingdom of God. Is even though you are in the body or out of the body. You are secure in Christ. So right now, I know I belong to Him. But when I leave this body, I still belong to Him. I'm going to be even, I'm going to be with Him. So our, our identity is in Christ. And our citizenry is of the kingdom of God. 
and our purpose is eternal. We are in the world, but not of the world. Mm -hmm.